You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Shemesh Yisrael 5783, 2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Hazinu. I'd like to share with you a beautiful message from the beginning of our Parsha, Halacha, says the Medrash. Adam Yisrael. Right, the Pasuk tells us, Hazinu HaShemayim Vadabera. Moshe Rabbeinu calls the heavens and the earth. Listen, O heavens and earth. Let the earth hear the words of my lips. And he calls them as witnesses to the bris, the covenant between Hashem and the Jewish people. Medrash starts off by telling us something very interesting related to the idea of hearing, of listening. Someone who has an earache on Shabbos, is he allowed to use some kind of cure in order to alleviate his pain? Forsham discusses it, something which is a, a sakana, a danger for himself, for his whole body. Is it sakana's aver? Something that's dangerous. We're not just talking about an ache and a pain. We're talking about where there's a great danger to his limb. He might lose his hearing. He might, he could die. Our sages tell us that anytime we have a doubt as to whether this might be something which a person could lose, lose their life, it's Deche Shabbos, it pushes away Shabbos. Even though Shabbos is a very serious and exalted day, nevertheless, on certain occasions, it's permitted to break Shabbos in order to save a person's life. Even if it's a suffix, even if you're unsure whether it might save a person's life, you're obligated to indeed break Shabbos. When a person has some kind of wound in his ear, so it's permitted to it's permitted to cure this type of situation on Shabbos, even if it involves breaking Shabbos. So the Medrash goes on, first speaking about the chashivus, even the significance even of the hearing of a person, the ear of a person. So it goes on to say, you want to make sure to, to, again, if you desire not to feel with your ear and any of your limbs, turn your ear towards the Torah and you will inherit life. What does this mean? We'll see. Pazik says in Isaiah chapter uh, 55 verse 3, Lean your ear, Lean your ear towards me, come to me, listen, and your and your soul will come alive. says, Whoever turns his ear away from listening to Taira, so his prayer is Rejected. There's an, there's an idea of using the ear in the right way versus using the ear in the wrong way. The ear is an essential part of the human body. The ear, the ability to hear, is an essential part of the human experience. A person cannot hear. A person is missing something central to their life. But what does it really mean to hear? It means that a person hears, listens to, pays attention to the words of Torah, the words of our sages, the words 
of Moshe Rabbeinu of Moses, the Word of God. A person who prays, but they don't properly hear the direction of the Torah, the direction of what it looks like to have a true relationship with Hashem. So that person's prayer is misplaced. It's ill-fated. It's not going to succeed. Rabbi Levi says an interesting thing. We have something called a kinkal. A kinkal was a type of vessel that you would place underneath the vessel. It had holes in the vessel. You'd place the clothes on top and you'd place some kind of smoke underneath, some kind of uh, good-smelling smoke, and it would come through the holes of this vessel and it would give a good smell to the clothes. Says the Medrash, Rabbi Levi says that the ear is like this kind of vessel that has holes. It brings into it this good-smelling smoke. What happens? When you have this vessel, you place the clothes on top of it, you place the smell underneath, the, the good-smelling smoke, and it gives a good smell to a number of different uh, articles of clothing. The 248 different limbs of a human being. How do they live? How do they get life? How do they get sustenance? It's through this hole, this small little hole, which is the vessel, just like a kinkal, that brings in the good smell, the good smelling smoke. What's that? The ear has the power of life. The ear contains the ability for a human being to live. Like we saw, you can break Shabbos for the ear. Why? Because the ear gives you life. The ear is the handle, so to speak, as the, the way our Chazal used the word handle. It's the, that which, through it, the, the life force comes into all of the limbs of a human being. Through this little hole, we listen, we hear words of Torah, and that gives us life. God says, if you turn your ear towards the Torah, So what happens? First of all, you get life. That's the first idea. But the second idea is that when you listen to Torah, when you have made yourself silent, because that's what listening is about. What does it mean to listen? It means that I stop talking, that I stop explaining my version of reality, and I start listening to another person's version of reality, or in this case, God's version of reality, because I'm naturally out of alignment with Hashem's version of reality. So I stop my thinking, I stop the chatter in my mind, I'm quiet, and I listen to what the Torah teaches me. What happens? What is the result of that midah? Can I get midah? In a corresponding way. Everyone else around me is quiet and listens to my words. Just like I was silent and I listened to the words of Torah, to the will of Hashem, so too all those around me are going to be silent and listen to my will, so to speak. Why? Because I have aligned my will with God's will. And that's the most powerful thing in the entire world. Where do we learn this from? We learn it from Moses. Since he turned his ear towards the Torah, since he sat, 
stood on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. He was the one who received the entire Torah, made himself completely butthole. He was the of Mikhal Adam. He was the most humble human being that ever lived. He was the, the receptacle to receive the Torah, and therefore, everyone would listen to him. Everyone would be silent at his request. So when he wants to come and speak about the covenant between Hashem and the Jewish people, which is represented by the Torah, what does he do? The upper worlds and the lower worlds, every single aspect of reality was silent in order to listen to his words. We see this concept in that which we have learned from this Pasuk. Moshe says, listen up, O heavens. Be quiet. Listen, O earth. I'm going to say words of Torah. And what happens when a person says words of Torah? It's the most incredible power that exists in the world because you're speaking. You're speaking something that's the word of God that demands, that demands silence on the part of all those who listen. Why? Because there's absolute quiet in the face of God's true reality, in the face of God's powerful statements, His powerful word. That is the power of the ear. That's the power of this vessel, the kinkol, the vessel which is used to give life to the human being. The says in Isaiah, Listen, come to me, listen, and you will live, your soul will live. So that's the first idea. Everyone is quiet. But furthermore, the next piece in the Medrash also explains this. There's a whole section here. There's too much to read today. But but uh, I'm going to skip to the second part of the section. Pasuk says in Samuel, in Second Samuel, Shmuel Beis, Parakhav Gimel Pasuk Gimel. God says, I'm sorry. He said, I think it's talking about Shmuel Hanavi. I'm not sure. Actually, probably not Shmuel Hanavi. A certain individual said, God spoke to me, the rock of Israel, who rules over the human being. We said that when a person speaks, when a person listens to the word of God, so when he speaks, everyone is silent. Because he was silent and listened, everyone else in turn is silent and listens. But there's another thing that happens, and that is that when a person listens to the word of Torah, when a person hears the word of Torah, so all of a sudden, he becomes just like God. A person becomes aligned and in consonance with God's word, so they get a godly power. And what is that godly power? Just like Hashem, just like Hashem has memshala, He has power all of all of reality. So to the tzaddik, the righteous individual, who has completely nullified himself to God's will, who's completely heard, completely heard at his depths, God's will. That person also has the ability to to have power over reality. Everything that Hashem does, the righteous do. God has power. What's God's unique power? He had the ability, Hashem has the ability, of course. A woman who has 
is unable to conceive, unable to have children, Hashem can release that ability within her, so that indeed she will have children. Elisha also was able to do that. There was an Isha Shunamis. He promised her that she would have a child within a year. So a person who's a tzaddik, a righteous individual who aligns themselves with God's will, has the ability to perform miracles just as God does. Kaddish Baruch Hu can bring the dead to life. Elisha also brought this, this child, this Shunamis woman, the child had died, he brought it, brought, he brought it back to life. God splits the seas in front of the Jewish people. And, we find that Elio and Elisha had the same ability. They were able to split the waters of the Jordan River. God can cure a person without any kind of dressing upon his wound. So to Elisha was able to cure Naaman from his leprosy. God, as we find in the Torah, it's very interesting because many of these places, it was done through Moshe Rabbeinu. But we see this very concept that we're going to bring out. Hashem, through Moshe Rabbeinu, sweetened the waters of Mora, so to Elisha was able to do this. Elisha was able to cure the water which was bitter to make it sweet. God stops the rain, prevents the rain from coming when he so deems it. So to Elijah the prophet was able to do this. He prevented the rains from coming into the world. Who can bring down the rain, can instantly cause the rain to come, of course. Shmuel did this as well. He called out to God, he, he prayed, and the rain came. God brings down fire. Elio brought down the fire on Har Carmel. What is the concept here? What is the incredible concept here? The idea is that the human being has within his capability, we're talking about exalted, incredible tzaddikim, prophets, but that's the potential of the human being. If I am someone who makes myself a receptacle in order to receive the word of God, so Shemaim it's the heavens and the earth must listen to me. All of reality is beholden to my will. Why? Because I've aligned myself with God's will. Just like God can take reality and change the order of nature. God can cause someone to have a child who's unable to have a child. God can bring someone to life who's dead. God can bring down fire from the heavens. God can God can cause the rain to stop, can bring the rain when it's stopped. Right? God controls all of physical reality. All of nature is beholden to God's will. Yes, God set a certain a certain set of rules into motion, which we call nature. But God also can define nature. God can create miracles that will define nature. So too the human being who has aligned themselves with Hashem's will. The heavens and the earth must listen when this person speaks. 
and actually the previous message, which I'm not going to read inside, also speaks of a, of a number of different circumstances where human beings were able to reverse certain aspects of nature, stop the day from becoming night, stop the night from becoming day. Many different examples. Reversing the order of nature. Even, we could say, against Hashem's will. Of course, a person can't do anything against Hashem's will. But the human being has the ability, once aligned with Hashem's will, to effect incredible, incredible miracles. What does it come from? Where does that power come from? It comes from listening. This is an incredible lesson. Of course, we're not on this level. We're not, perhaps, tzaddikim. We're not the most righteous individuals. We're trying. We're certainly not prophets that we, we could wish to see, perhaps, when Mashiach, when the Messiah arrives. But in any event, this, the, on the simplest level, each and every one of us has the potential to listen, to be quiet. Each and every one of us, naturally, the human being wants to do things our way. We want to do things our way. We want to do it how we think it should be. We want to accomplish. We want to go in the world. We want to, we want things to be our way. We want to do things our way. The terrorist says, no, that there's a different way. Listen, there's a covenant. There's a bris. There's a, an agreement. There's a relationship that we have with Hashem. God and the Jewish people have a relationship. And God says, this is how I want things to be. This is what it looks like. This is what a relationship with Hashem looks like. It's not always pretty because we don't always do it. We're not always properly following the will of Hashem. But, you know, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to follow the will of Hashem because our instinct will sometimes dictate that we go in a way that's different from Hashem. Different from Hashem's will. But at our heart, in our heart of hearts, the truth is here. It's inside of us and it's right in front of us. The words of the Torah are here for us to hear, to listen to. All it takes is a little quiet. All it takes is a little silence. A little bit of listening. And the reward is on the other side. The reward is on the other side because when we are quiet, when we listen, so Shemaim Va'aretz, the heavens and the earth, all of nature, all of reality, and all of those around us also listen. A person can perform miracles and we've been speaking for years now, Baruch Hashem, about the concept of bitachin, of having faith in Hashem. You know, I have to tell you that, uh, Baruch Hashem, I was on a trip. You might know this if you listen to the bitachin podcast. I was on a trip. I was in the States in order to lead the high holiday services, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. And I was in New York. I was in Miami. And... Uh, it's a challenge to get from place to place, especially today. The it seems like all of the airlines are encountering difficulties with getting their people, the, their passengers, to where they need to get to on time. And I was nervous about coming back to Eretz Yisrael in time. I was nervous. We had a flight. I had two daughters with me. Baruch Hashem, you have a flight right after right after Yom Kippur, only three hours after after Yom Kippur was over. And I was nervous about getting on the flight, but one of the things that I experienced was that throughout my trip, throughout my time there in America, my focus, as I mentioned, my focus was on my children and how I could 
keep them happy, enjoying, and also keeping to their studies in school. But it was also my focus, how I can keep on track with Hashem's will. It was my experience that that relationship with Hashem, that feeling of bitachon, that patience, that listening, the result was a seamless, easy trip home. Baruch Hashem, there was no drama. We finished shul, we said myrif, we got our food, we got in the car, we got to the airport, we checked in, we sat by the gate, we got on the flight, it basically left on time, we got home, and here we are. And that's that's what it means, I think. I feel like this this is like this quiet, this quiet, this listening, this trying, this just uh, this constant attempt, because that's the best that we can do is try this constant desire to align with Hashem's will, to be in a relationship with Hashem, to to listen. What what does this moment demand of me? What is this moment asking of me? What does Hashem expect from me in this moment? That listening, that listening, that quiet, the stuff starts to be good. Stuff starts to be smooth from that quiet. There's a quiet of all of nature in the face of those who are quiet in front of Hashem listening trying to hear what is Hashem's will for me let it in let the Torah in let the Torah into your heart let the Torah into your 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 guts let the Torah into your ears the ear is open but we got to open our minds to receive that if we want that elixir of life if we want to bring all that we received through the Yom and Nairah and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur into the joy of Sukkot, into the joy of the beginning of a brand new year. There's so much to accomplish, so much to do, so much Torah to learn, so many mitzvahs to do, so much chesed, so much tzedakah, so much to accomplish. Our lives are full when we listen and when we hear. And all of reality is quiet in front of us when we do so. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should bless us with a wonderful Yontif, wonderful Shabbos, with a wonderful year. Hashem should bless us with the ability to listen, to hear words of Torah, and with the ability that all the heavens and the earth should also be silent as we come through because we are people of God. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.